I close my eyes, I see this thing. It's like this big sign. And the name is in like bright blue neon lights with like purple outline. And this name is just so bright and so sharp that the sign, it just blows up because the name is just so powerful. Softy. I am uh, I'm thankful for Neil Scott on the updates. I can tell you that right now. Thank oh, yeah? God for him. Well, Breaking news to you? Yeah, you know, pointing out that if the Seahawks did sign Colin Kaepernick, wait for it, he would be the backup to Russell Wilson. Okay? Yeah. Hold on a second. Maybe that's what are you trying to say? Maybe that's part of the issue, to be totally honest with you. Maybe that's why there's some people around these parts that don't like the idea of the Seahawks going out and grabbing Colin Kaepernick because they think that, well, maybe the Seahawks are talking to him about starting over Russell Wilson. And if that's the case, if you believe that, then I understand it. I can see why you would be upset at that idea. But you just heard from Neil Scott right there. Neil Scott appropriately, accurately pointing out that if the Seahawks did sign Colin Kaepernick, mm. he would be, wait a minute, wait for it, the backup, backup. to Got Russell it. Wilson. Yes, okay, yes. the backup, backup to okay. Russell Wilson. Well, so. honestly, that changes everything for me. Ooh. I don't want him anymore. Wow. I mean, thank God for that. Woo, dodge a bullet there, baby. If you are thinking about him as a starting quarterback, I could see how you'd be pissed. Now, look, now, th- this, this movement, and I call it a movement because it really has become a movement in some sorts ever since last year when Kaepernick took the knee in the game, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, we've been talking about this for a year. On the radio show. Hell, we were talking about this. You know what? I'm going to pull Dick Fane right here. Oh. I mentioned this before anybody else in this market, that Colin Kaepernick would be a great fit as a backup quarterback in Seattle. We talked about it three weeks ago, four weeks ago, six months ago. We talked about it before Colin Kaepernick was born. <laughs> Honestly, I said, I, I know his adoptive parents. Mm-hmm. And if he can land with that set of adoptive parents, they could nurture him and mold him into an incredible athlete. I mean, yeah. look at the genes of his birth father and his birth mother. All he needs is some guidance. Yep. And if he can land with this particular set of parents that are looking to adopt, he might be a star one day in the NFL. So we've been on this for 28 years, for crying out loud. Oh, yeah. But now everybody's on it, right? The ESPN guy was at Graziano, whatever his name was, uh-huh. like uh, two weeks ago, uh, did the blurb that we talked about uh, on the radio show. Uh, Peter King came out with it a couple days ago that he thought it was a good idea. Pete Carroll mentioned it, that they were going after and looking at guys like that along with Robert Griffin III. Uh, and now Mike Silver, our buddy Mike Silver, who used to do this show like all the time back yeah. when the gas man was here, but now yeah. wants nothing to do with it. Yeah, which he shocks me, by the way. A lot of no's from him. Right. So he's reporting that John Schneider has reached out to Colin Kaepernick's agent. Mm-hmm. Okay, and look, I'm, I'm certain and I assume and I'm sure, as you would agree, Shockey, that general managers reach out to agents all the time about a lot of players, right? Just to kind of maybe, you know, poke the bear, see what's going on out there. Yeah. Maybe he makes five or six calls a day to certain agents, uh, say hello, uh, maybe update his address book, you know, whatever, get kids' birthdays, things like that. But when John Schneider reaches out, according to Mike Silver, to Colin Kaepernick's agent, I don't know about you, but to me that's news. That is news. Absolutely. Absolutely news when our GM does that. And it shows that it's more than just those guys sitting around the VMAC in the second floor cafeteria looking out the windows over Lake Washington, sharing a protein bar, discussing and debating, well, what would life be like here at the VMAC if we did sign Colin Kaepernick? This is more than that. There is interest. There is absolute interest, okay, from a Seahawk perspective in Colin Kaepernick. And I, I've told you my thoughts on the whole deal. I've shared it, you know, since we brought it up a year ago. That I, I mean, look, there's a reason why we brought it up. Because we think it's a good idea. 
for a lot of reasons. And I think the basic number one bottom line reason why I think it would be a good idea is easy. It's a football perspective thing, period. I mean, the whole uh, kneeling for the anthem, taking a seat for the anthem, wearing the socks that depicted police officers as pigs. There's a lot of uh, you know uh, what he did off the field that a lot of people don't like. And I understand that. Okay, but there's also a lot of things that Frank Clark did off the field that people don't like. There's a lot of things that Michael Bennett says off the field that some people don't like. There's things that Richard Sherman does on the sidelines that people don't like. So you got to kind of accept that all these guys, when you have 53 players on the roster and then what, seven, eight more guys on the practice squad, you're not going to have a bunch of Boy Scouts. Mm -hmm. You're not going to have a bunch of choir boys. There's going to be some guys that maybe do and say things that you don't agree with. Okay? And I think within reason, you know, for example, there are some people out there, and I've seen this on Twitter, that are literally lumping Colin Kaepernick in with Greg Hardy and Ray Rice. I'm like, what in the hell are you doing? Seriously? You're going to put those three guys in the same category. I find that to be crazy that somebody would do that. And then number two... From a football perspective, and I, I, I think it's a pretty simple way to look at it, if you're a Seahawks fan and you're playing Arizona in Week 17 of the regular season, right? That's the last game, the game at, at home against the Cardinals. Mm-hmm. If you're playing Arizona in Week 17 and you need a win to secure the number one seed in the NFC playoffs, and it's 21-21 with eight minutes to go in the fourth quarter, and God forbid Russell Wilson goes down with an injury. Maybe not a season-ending injury. Maybe something that would just keep him out for the rest of that game and he's back for the playoffs in two weeks. But you got to win that game, right? And you look over to the sideline and you see Travon Boykin standing next to Colin Kaepernick and you can pick whichever quarterback you want to come into that game and get you either the game-winning field goal or the game-winning touchdown to secure the number one seed. And if anybody out there says they would take Trevon Boykin in that scenario right now over Colin Kaepernick, either A, you're lying, or B, you are considering the anthem protest way more than you are considering the football aspect of this debate. Period. Because nobody in their right mind from a football perspective would say Trevon Boykin over Colin Kaepernick. Nobody would say that. Now, look, I, I understand that people could say, well, who knows by that time, in the next seven months or so, where Trevon Boykin is. Maybe he took a giant step, and he grew up, and he's put his past behind him. He's no longer doing knucklehead things off the field. Uh, He's taken a huge step from a football perspective, and now he's tearing it up. He's a master of the playbook. He knows the offense. He's been a wizard at reading defenses. He got a couple of starts in September when Russell got hurt, and he was phenomenal in those games. Maybe when we do get to December, that perspective would change. But all we can deal with and talk about is the data that we have now. And what we know now, without doubt, is that Colin Kaepernick would be a better backup answer to come in and manage your offense and win a football game than Trevon Boykin would be, period. And what I would say, it doesn't... I think you can take those unknowns out of it and why don't we say that it happens in week two right right and it's and it's clearly he's going to be out for a month you know he 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 breaks his off arm or whatever it is so it's it's one of those things where it's look you have six weeks and then you come back and you're fine right whatever it is well all all things considered with where they are now and Mm -hmm. what the situation is of Trevon Boykin and of Colin Kaepernick you're kidding yourself 
if you would take Trevon Bacon. Yeah. You're, you're, lo- you're not being honest with yourself as a football fan. We'll go back to last year. You mentioned week two. So yeah. week two was the loss to the Rams, the 9-3 loss. Remember, Russell got hurt in the Dolphin game in week one. Mm-hmm. And there wasn't any – I mean, you could see it, right? It wasn't anywhere wasn't near same. close yep. 100% the next week. Yep. So if they could start a guy in that game like a Colin Kaepernick, and again, unfair, maybe Boykin gets the start and he does great. But p- we've heard before from a lot of people – and maybe kind of from Pete, I don't want to put words in his mouth, but I think he's kind of alluded to this, that maybe looking back, they should have sat Russell. And if they had a better answer at backup quarterback, they would have been comfortable sitting Russell. But in week two, in a division game against the Rams on the road, they had two choices, either play a banged up, maybe 65, 70%, whatever it was that day, Russell Wilson, or go with Trevon Boykin as their backup quarterback. And they obviously thought that a 65, 70% Russell on that day was better than Trevon Boykin making his first NFL start. Now, let's just replace Trevon Boykin with Colin Kaepernick in that game in week two. Are they more comfortable sitting Russell if they have Colin Kaepernick? Well, maybe not comfortable enough to pull Russell, but certainly more comfortable than they'd be with Trevon Boykin Mm -hmm. without doubt. I mean, they still may have gone to Russell. They may say, you know what? We still think. We still think. That a 60% Russell is better right now, today, than Colin Kaepernick. But I guarantee you, they're more apt to do it with Kaepernick than they are Boykin. And when was the Not bye week close. last year? Uh, the bye week is in week uh, five last, last year. Last year was right. week five. Right. He wasn't healthy before the bye week at all once no, he got hurt no, that one time. Not at all. Maybe then they can say, all right, you know what? With a full week of preparation, yep. let's yep. sit Russell in week four. Right. And let's get Russell two weeks without touching a football so that he can actually get healthy again and have a full week of preparation for Kaepernick and then actually develop a game plan around him. It totally changes well, the equation. And look, the other uh, you think about how important one game is if the Seahawks could have found a way to score a touchdown. And obviously in this scenario, this alternate universe that we're living in, who knows the way the Rams react. All right? But I think we saw the way the Rams offense reacted that day. It wasn't very good. If the Seahawks could have won a game like that, or maybe won the Cardinal game, all right? And the Ram game is the obvious one that stands out because Russell was banged up. And if they were talking about if they had another answer at backup, would they have sat him? And would that other answer have been better than a 65, 70% Russell? But if they win that game, they grab the number two seed in the NFC playoffs. They're an 11 4 1 team, and they finish a half game up on Atlanta. And all of a sudden, the whole thing changes for them. So look, I, I don't want to sit here all offseason long and talk about a backup quarterback who's likely not going to play, and hopefully if things go well, never plays. I mean, that's the goal. The goal is for your backup quarterback to never play. Uh Unless you have a blowout and you can bring a guy in and get him some experience. That's fine. But the goal is for Russell Wilson to take every meaningful snap that the Seahawks have next year. But how many NFL teams get away with that? How many NFL teams can say our starter took every meaningful snap we had the entire season. And the Seahawks last year did that, but they did it with a banged-up guy. So, guys, I just think, in the end, for me, this is an absolute no-brainer. It's a no-brainer. And what am I missing here? You know, I mean, look, the flag thing aside, if that bothers you, then there's not much I can do to change your mind. And there are people out there who are bothered by that, clearly. We're seeing it on Twitter, Facebook, phone calls, emails, text messages. I got a tweet from a guy uh, I think it was last night who said, well, if they sign Colin Kaepernick, that frees up my Sundays because I'm done. Okay? And look, maybe he means it. Maybe he doesn't mean it. But there are people that exist, you know as well as I, that are so upset with this guy because of what happened a year ago. They want nothing 
to do with him. They could justify a Frank Clark. They could justify a Joe Mixon. They could justify anything. But damn it, if you kneel for the anthem, if you don't show the proper respect, which I think you should, in my opinion, for the flag, then I don't want a damn thing to do with you. So outside of that, what am I missing here? I want you to tell me. Next segment at 286-9595 and 800-829-0950. Because I look at this story, and I've looked at it for a year or so, ever since we knew that Colin Kaepernick was not going back to Santa Clara, right? We knew he was going to be available when the season came to an end. Mm -hmm. We've been talking about this for a year, almost begging for this to happen for a year. And part of it from a football perspective is, yeah, the backup quarterback is appealing. I just think that there's something about this coaching staff, Pete Carroll and John Schneider in particular, getting their hands on the athlete that is Colin Kaepernick and seeing what they can do with that mold of clay. And maybe there's something else they can do there. What that is, I have no idea. And maybe I'm just blinded by Kaepernick slicing up and down the field against the Seahawks defense in the 2013 NFC Championship, the way he ran, the powerful arm, the unbelievable athleticism. The guy's completion percentage isn't great. In the last three years, uh, there's a reason why I have no interest in Colin Kaepernick as a starting quarterback in the NFL. But as a backup, you're talking about a different pool of athlete that you're picking from. And think about all the great backup quarterbacks in the NFL uh, right now. OK, Colin Kaepernick, if he signed in Seattle, would become automatically, I think, one of the better backup quarterbacks in the NFL. And this quarterback situation would, again, be better off than it was the day before. Again, the completion percentages, 60.5, 59, 59.2 the last three years and 37 games. 41 touchdowns, 19 picks, 2-to-1 uh, to touchdown-to-interception ratio. Not great, okay? But the last time this guy was on the bench, the last time he was a backup quarterback, he came off the bench in 2012 and took the Niners to a Super Bowl and almost won the damn thing against the Ravens. And to have an experienced guy like that backing up Russell to give Pete – and, John, an option in case number three goes down that maybe they feel a little more comfortable with than they did with the guy they had a year ago. Uh, I just think it's an absolute no-brainer. I don't get it. Again, from a football perspective, I don't get it. If you're one of these guys or gals that has the whole anthem thing in your head and you can't get over that, that I get. That I understand, and you got your right to feel however you want to feel about it. But from a football perspective, I, I, I just don't. What am I missing here? What am I not seeing that this doesn't make sense for the Hawks to pull off? I mean, if he wants $10 million, then forget it, obviously. But if the money is right, if the money's right, and you can justify it, what's, what's the downfall here? What's the negative here to signing Colin Kaepernick to back up Russell Wilson? I don't get it. I, I literally— Come I, on, play the contrarian just for the sake of it. I, I love <laughs> playing the contrarian, but I, I, I genuinely do not see the side that says you don't want him there— I mean, look, I'm. I can't. I can't convince someone to change their mind about yeah. how they feel about him as an individual. Right. Even though I could argue that the same thing we've said. Look, the problems that he has as an individual, and I'm using air quotes for problems, mm-hmm. are mm-hmm. clearly something that most should be able to get over, in my opinion. But whatever. Football wise. I don't see it. I don't see an argument against it. Yeah. I really right. genuinely right. don't. Well, let's do this because I know I know that there are people out there floating around. And they're texting us. All right. Not literally floating around, well, but walking around, hanging around, that hate this idea, that don't like it, that, as you said, are texting us at 49451. You tell me why this is a bad idea. 
right, I want to hear from you guys. I want to hear from the guys that think it's a good idea. This is one of those deals where I remember back in the day when Barry Ackerley was all set to make a move with Sean Kemp, and the listeners spoke, and the Sonics pulled it back Mm -hmm. because of the reaction here on KJR. So if we've got John Schneider and Pete Carroll tuning in right now, which they should be, let's face it, at the facility at the VMAC, and they're hearing this reaction to Colin Kaepernick, you tell them through us what you want them to do because they've reached out. Again, according to a guy that would know, he's got great ties to the Bay Area and Mike Silver, uh, he says John Schneider has made a call to Colin Kaepernick's agent. Do you want that call to result in a contract offer for Colin Kaepernick? You tell me the negative. What am I missing here, guys? If you don't want it, why? If you do like the idea, why do you like the idea? We'll get your phone calls live from the Carter Volkswagen studio at 286-9595 and 800-829-0950. Your thoughts on this coming up next on 950 KJR. This is the Dave Mahler Show. Softy. Now, back to the show. Ladies and gentlemen. The snozberries taste like snozberries. <laughs> Dave Softy right. Mahler. We're going to hear from uh, Mel Stottlemyre Jr. We'll ask about Edwin Diaz's arm slot at 4 o'clock today with Mel. That was a rough outing for the young Puerto Rican last night, man. Oh, my God. Four consecutive walks on four straight full counts. But Scott Service giving him the hook in time. And they get the win over the A's to end the losing streak. So we'll talk to Mel at 4 o'clock. Bill Kruger, courtesy of VenueKings.com, as always, every Tuesday at 420. Uh, Matt Calkins, your favorite Seattle Times columnist, not named Jeff Baker. At 5 o'clock tonight on the radio show. And then 6 p.m. tonight, we got Game 2. Is that right? Of the Warriors and Spurs right here on the radio station. That is. We also have a little bit of uh, mm. news. Uh-oh. Wow. This is actual news. And I will tell you this, that the look you gave me makes it sound like this is something that people actually may want to hear instead of the usual nonsense we throw Yeah, out. no, this is real. All uh, right. What do you got? The Mariners have made a transaction. Oh! Boog Powell has been recalled. Okay. To... Major League, and Robinson Cano oh, don't is now me. on the 10-day disabled oh, list God. with the right quad strain. Now, it's it's retroactive to the 13th. So, okay, 10 days, what does that mean? Does that mean two months? Does that mean a month? I mean, they all start out on the 10-day. Well, I right? mean, we, what we heard from... From uh, from service yesterday yeah. was that they're they're keeping him out. They were going day to day because they didn't want to put him back before he was ready and have so it he, turn into a two to three week issue. He has not played in five games. Correct. So it's retroactive to five days ago. Uh, retroactive to the thirteenth. The thirteenth, which right, would so be the last day that he played. I okay. guess. All right. Well, look. I mean, you'll excuse the skeptic in me, yeah. okay? But the way this season's going. There's a part of me that would be shocked if this was only a 10-day DL visit with Robinson Cano. And let's, let's, let's cross our fingers and hope that it is. Because as I told you guys in, April, or in March, Robinson Cano is the most important player on this baseball team. Period. No disrespect to Felix Hernandez or Nelson Cruz or Kyle Seeger or uh, Amelia Pagan. I mean, that's why they pay anybody. the most. He's the most important player on this baseball team. When he yeah. hits... Everything seems to fall into place. So I'm going to tell you right now, if Robinson Cano is out for any extended Kevin period of time, they are in massive trouble. Massive trouble if he's out for a, for a long time. It's okay. It's period. Not good. So we'll, uh, look, we'll see. Let's 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 hope it's only a 10 day DL. But the way these things have been going, uh, they usually stretch out to a lot longer than that. So we'll talk to uh, Bill Kruger about that 4:20. Mel Stottlemyre on the pitching side at four o'clock today. But we're asking you guys on the air right now. 
Uh, you saw this report from Mike Silver that John Schneider has reached out to Colin Kaepernick's agent. Uh, and I assume they've reached out to Colin Kaepernick's agent to talk about him playing here. Maybe it's just a joint <laughs> broadcast team. Maybe he's calling to get an update on how he's doing. I have no idea. But I would assume that they're talking to him about playing and being Russell's backup. So this topic has been out there for a while. I'm getting a lot of texts that will play for you at 445. And it, the, the first reaction I'm getting from the text line versus the phone lines is the text line is a lot angrier about this than the phone callers are. Yep. All right, anybody who's pissed about it, wants to vent their spleen, they're hitting us up at 49451, and a lot of people are talking about chemistry in the Seahawk locker room, which I got an answer to that, by the way, in just a second. But uh, Salim in Renton, you're on the air. Go ahead, man. How are you? Yeah, hey, Softy. Yeah, I mean, I totally agree with you. With, you know, they for the, for the right price and all that, and to be a backup, you know. But I don't think he he he'll, he'll you know willing to come here because he wants the, he wants that high dollar that, mm. all that money that he wants. Yeah, but, I mean, I, I'm, you know, but people need to calm down with the whole Patriot flag and stuff like that. Everybody, you know, everybody loves the country. I mean, he loves the country. Obviously, he's still here. But you know, people need to calm down about the mm. stance on. You know, yeah. Well, first of all, I, no, no, yeah. I mean, I, I don't agree with that. All right, Salim, I appreciate the call. I, I agree with you on it for the most part, but I'm also not going to tell somebody to calm down in regards to that angle on this story. You know, I mean, you got a lot of veterans out there who are really offended by what happened a year ago, and I, I, I see that. I see that from their perspective. I mean, you don't have to be a veteran to be upset about this, but I, I don't think it's wrong for someone to have that opinion. I think everybody's got a right to feel whatever they want to feel about it. But I will just say this, that for me, I can only speak from my perspective, that when he talked to Nate Boyer and decided that he's going to take a knee instead of sitting on the bench, I, I thought that was a gesture from him that, look, I, I'm, I'm willing to meet people halfway on this. I don't want to make this about the military. I don't want to make this about you know pissing off veterans or disrespecting the country. I want people to know about this issue that's important to me and if I need to take criticism from people to help get the word out about this story, then I'm willing to do that. But at the same time, I also don't want to disrespect people that fought for my right to execute this protest. And I thought that when he took a knee, that was kind of him kind of maybe meeting people halfway. I mean, look, if you remember when this whole thing first went down, I wasn't happy with it. I hated it when he first did it. But then when he started to make some progress and kind of give in a little bit and compromise after the conversation with Nate Boyer, I kind of felt differently about it, you know, and look, there's been conversations about that issue that have come up because of the criticism that Colin Kaepernick has taken. And there's no doubt that part of the reason why he's not signed yet is because of the anthem protest. There's also no doubt that part of the reason he hasn't signed yet is because his quarterback skills have eroded. And that's why we're talking about him as a backup and not a starter. Uh, Todd is in Bellevue. Todd, you're on the air. Go ahead, man. Hey, Softy. How's it going, man? What's happening, buddy? Hey, I just wanted to say that I think it's a it's a great idea, but also I think a lot of the hate over Colin Kaepernick is coming from, you know, the 12s collectively, I think, hate anything that has to do with the 49ers, period, and by extension, Colin Kaepernick. And I think uh, if they just sat back and looked at it from a pure football perspective, I think it's a no-brainer. I mean, the guy is could potentially start on seven or eight NFL teams right now. I mean, why would you not want that guy as your backup? Yeah, I mean, I think, again, if you're talking about a backup quarterback, as I said in the first segment there, uh, Todd, you're talking about a different pool of talent, right, and one that does not look so great on the surface. Uh, we're not talking about finding the next Tom Brady. 
or Dan Marino or Peyton Manning. We're talking about finding maybe the best backup quarterback available. And if, God forbid, your quarterback goes down, the best answer, all right, to replace that guy. So I think Kaepernick would be among the best answers in football. I I do. I really do. Hands down. I mean, there's there's no argument against it. Anybody that does try to argue against him being the best backup in the NFL mm-hmm. is not – they're not taking the stats into account or, you know, they, they're biased somehow. Yeah, you know, I'm not even really concerned about stats, and I appreciate the call, Todd. You know, the numbers in the last couple, two, three years are, are not great, obviously, um, partly because he hasn't played a lot uh, in the last couple years. He's been in and out of the lineup uh, for, it seems like, the last couple years or so. But the completion percentage is not good. Touchdown to interception percentage is not phenomenal. Uh, he seems to be kind of a mess mentally when it comes to what he's doing out there, and I see all that, and I get all that, and that's the biggest reason why I think Colin Kaepernick has been turned down to be a starting quarterback because he'll be 29, uh, I think, in uh, in November, whatever it is, something like that. And if you're going to go with a quarterback that is struggling, uh, why not go with a young guy that might potentially have a future with you? All right? So I get that. But this whole chemistry thing, by the way, that people keep talking about, and maybe you're right, but from my perspective, the chemistry thing is the last of the concerns. Are you kidding me? Really? The Seahawks locked arms on the sideline because of Colin Kaepernick. Do we not remember that? The Seahawks one day took the field at the clink, and they alternated as best they could, white player, black player, and they locked arms because Colin Kaepernick did what he did. That's where that came from. Okay? So I'm not concerned about locker room chemistry at all. As a matter of fact, I'll take the exact opposite approach. If there's a locker room in the NFL that would embrace him, it's likely to be this one over any other. 339, more of your thoughts on this. What am I missing? Because I think it's a no-brainer on Kaepernick to the Seahawks, but what am I missing? Your, your thoughts, your take coming up next on 950 KJR. This is the Dave Muller Show. Softy. Now, back to the show. Ladies and gentlemen. It's my team. It's my quarterback. Dave right. Softy We have Mueller. more breaking news from Safeco Field, by the way. I can only use this so many times. Uh, you gave it to us about 20 minutes ago. The boot pal is up and Robbie Cano's on the 10-day DL. Retroactive to, what, three days ago? That's, that's correct? Yes. And the latest news is that Edwin Diaz, at least for now, has been pulled from the closer role. He will not be the Mariners' closer for the short term. Uh, they'll use some combination of Nick Vincent, Steve Ciszek, and Tony Zick in that role. So we'll see. We're going to talk to Mel Stottlemyre, by the way, at 4 o'clock today. We'll get the pitching coach's take on the whole thing. But we're grabbing a few of your phone calls on the Colin Kaepernick story. Mike Silver, the NFL Network reported, I believe, this morning. Is that right? Uh, last, last, night, last night. Late yeah. last night, early this morning, uh, that John Schneider not only has interest in Colin Kaepernick, but has contacted his agent about their interest in Colin Kaepernick joining the Seahawks. Uh, our next guest, by the way, not really a guest. He's more of a staff member. Rarely gets a word in edgewise on the morning show. So we thought we'd give him a forum here on the afternoon show. Matt Slickhawk Nicholas. How are you, pal? Hey, what's going on? I appreciate the platform. Yeah. How are you doing? Uh, good. So you're not a Kaepernick fan. You want nothing to do with Colin Kaepernick as a backup quarterback with the Seahawks. Is that right? Oh, God, no. No, I do not want that at all. Uh, not my team, not my Hawks. No, thanks. Why? You work in radio. Uh, Expand your thoughts. Why? Come on, dude. A, he's not a good quarterback. B, I just don't like the guy. And it's got nothing to do with, with his politics. Look, we've seen this guy... 
basically puke all over himself for the better part of the last four years. I mean, the LOB ruined him. He's a guy, I think he's a one-read guy. You look at the numbers, people talk about his 90 passer rating. Well, look at the fact that he has the 24th worst yards per attempt uh, in the NFL. He had a 55 QBR last year. He's just, I don't like him as a quarterback. I never have. I don't like him as a player. I never will. Let me ask you a question. You said he had the 24th uh, rated passer rating in the NFL last year. Is that right? Yeah. That means yeah. there's uh, eight quarterbacks in the NFL that were worse than him. What do you think you're getting in a backup quarterback, Peyton Manning? Look, there's a bunch of starters I wouldn't want as a backup either. I mean, just because they happen to be starting on a bad football team doesn't mean they're any good. Right, but we're talking um, about want, finding a. And, you know, Smith has started games. Sure, you want him to sure. Back up Russell Wilson? Well, but no, but that. Well, but, well, look, I mean, I don't know if you want to talk about Geno Smith versus Trevon Boykin. There might be an argument there. I would probably take Trevon, but some people would would uh, would uh, debate that. I'm just asking you. Clearly, we agree that Colin Kaepernick is not a solid answer as a starting quarterback in the NFL on a championship sure. caliber football team. But you're talking about a backup quarterback. There's no backup quarterback in the NFL that's without flaws, okay? Every backup quarterback has warts, and Colin Kaepernick certainly right. has a lot of them. But, I'm, but as I asked you in the sports pit today, if it's week 17 and you have to win a game to secure that number one seed in the NFL playoffs, and God forbid Russell Wilson goes down, and you look across the sideline, you see Boykin and Colin Kaepernick standing next to each other, and you can bring in one guy to play the rest of the game, you're telling me you would take Boykin over Kaepernick at that point? I'm saying there there have got to be other options, veteran options that aren't Colin Kaepernick and, and might not necessarily be RG3 either. Okay. Although okay. I would say RG3's issues have been more injury-related than they have been talent-related. Colin Kaepernick's issues are talent-related. Uh, I mean, he, he he went down in San Francisco and what? Who, who beat him out? The guy who's in Arizona now. Gabbert. Uh, Lane Gabbert. Yeah, yeah, Gabbert. Gabbert beat him out. Let me, uh, let me read you the list of available free agent backup veteran quarterbacks right now, okay? All right. And you tell me if you hear anybody you like. Colin Kaepernick. Okay. You don't like him. Jay no. Cutler is in the Fox booth, but for the right offer may come back. Ryan Fitzpatrick is available. Robert Griffin III is available. Sean Hill is available. The fat punter, by the way. Dan Orlovsky <laughs> is available. Christian Ponder. Thaddeus Lewis. Ryan Nassib. Zach Mettenberger. Keith Wenning. Bruce Grodkowski. Zach Terrell and Charlie Whitehurst and Austin Davis. Any of those names float your boat more than Kaepernick does? Uh, Fitzpatrick definitely does. Uh, Cutler, you're not going to – I mean, he's going to want too much money. If you can bring in Fitzpatrick for the same money as, as a Colin Kaepernick, absolutely. In this system, in this system, you think Ryan Fitzpatrick is a better answer at the age of 34 years Tavares, old? Look, Tavares Jackson wasn't a, a running mobile, mobile quarterback. Sure he was. He back there, Russell what are you talking about? Slick, slick. Slick, How come many, on. You you want to see Tavares Jackson run the read option? I'm not, not saying I want to see that, but you're telling me that Tavares Jackson was not a mobile quarterback. He was he was more of a mobile quarterback than Ryan Fitzpatrick was, I can tell you that. Matt Flynn backed up Russell Wilson. Because they paid him $11 million guaranteed. So, it, But if he stepped into a game, you felt <laughs> confident that he was going to be okay. All right, He's so, not running the read option. So you want nothing to do with Colin Kaepernick, and it's got nothing to do with the anthem protest. That's what you're telling me. No, you know, I mean, look, I went from a guy who absolutely couldn't stand Colin Kaepernick to somebody who is somewhat okay with Colin Kaepernick because of what he did uh, with his protest. So I got I actually gained respect for him. I know a lot of people lost respect. I gained respect for him for standing up for what he believes in. So that's got absolutely nothing to do with me not wanting to be a Seahawk. Hmm. Okay, so a guy that went to a Super Bowl and a guy that almost went to a second, 
a guy that tore us up on the ground in some ways through the air in the NFC Championship game for three and a half quarters. You'd rather have Trevon Boykin backing up Russell than that guy. This is not the same quarterback that was captaining the 49ers to a Super Bowl in 2012. He's not the same guy. He's been broken. A lot of, a lot of it's been done by the LOB. He's been broken. He's been ruined. He's not the same guy. And, and he's, he's a much worse quarterback, than, in my opinion, than he was in 2012. Okay. All right. And what do you think you have in Boykin? A pro bowler? I mean, that's no, what we're doing know. here, right? I, I that, 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 that's what we're I doing, right? We're comparing the two great. of them now. I just think talking about the two of their, their, their careers, at this point you may have a higher ceiling in Boykin than you're doing Kaepernick. Mm, okay. All right. Slick, you're the man. Great stuff. We'll see you tomorrow. Appreciate it. See you, buddy. Yeah. Matt Slickhawk Mikolas wants nothing to do with Colin Kaepernick. Says he's not the same quarterback as he was two years ago. And you know what? You know what? Matt is exactly right. He's not the same quarterback he was two years ago. That's why we're talking about him as a backup and not a starting quarterback. We'll get a break. Mel Stottlemyer Jr. with the latest on the mess, the infirmary that is the Mariner pitching staff and clubhouse coming up next on 950 KJR.